Hare Krishna. So some of you heard today is my 41st birthday. So um, I thought to do some contrast between uh, my appearance in this world and Krishna's appearance. <laughs> See which one's which one's more glorious. <laughs> and um, so there's a chapter in this ancient book called the Bhagavatam. Uh, this is the fourth canto, part two. So, as you can guess, it's a big book because this is just one volume, 18 this thick. Um, it's written in Sanskrit over 5,000 years ago. It's very, very deep. It is basically the kremli, the kremli, galitam phalam, the ripened fruit of the tree of Vedic wisdom. And um, it discusses life on other planets. Um, what is the ultimate goal of life? It talks about uh, time based on atomic calculation. It talks about uh, what is it like? What is you know God at home like? What does he do? How does he spend his day? Why would, why should you be interested? What's interesting about that? So many things are covered, and so this volume I'm on. Eleventh uh, Canto, right now reading. I haven't read Fourth Canto maybe in ten years, so I was just trying to refresh myself on the story. But there's, um, there's a about four chapter analogy that is given to a king. Sometimes when you tell somebody, um, even nowadays with the speaker, even back before, but nowadays even more, it's hard for someone to hear something, if they're attached, if they're in a particular mindset, it's hard for them to hear uh, instructions that may go against their own gratification, but may actually be for their own benefit. Um, for example, like you see somebody like take, you know, taking a selfie, he's about to walk off the, uh, walk, you know, off a cliff into the Grand Canyon, you might want to like scream and yell at them and say, hey, you're you're, you're just about to, you're going to make yourself suffer. You're, you're going to probably die in, in this way. Many people have done that at the Grand Canyon. They've taken pictures and they are trying to take some fancy picture and a dangerous looking picture and they end up dying. So this, uh, there's a sage named Narada Muni. He is a great sage that has spiritual powers as such that his, he just doesn't die. He just lives forever and he, he goes from planet to planet lives throughout time and his his character is found in all these ancient books and he meets this king who is interested in, to in learning spiritual matters but he's still like he's so much attached to money he's so much attached to the temporary that he thinks I can't really just speak to him and point out his what how he's hurting himself by his own behavior in a very direct way so let me give him an analogy and when he hears the analogy, he can, oh, yeah, that sounds like me. But it's not like, yeah, you're just a fool, you know. Krishna just tells Arjuna, you're just a fool. Because you know, Arjuna was his student um, and great friend. But this king, he wasn't such a close, so close to Narada. So Narada thought, okay, let me tell him an analogy. And that way, the, the king... So one of the things that the king was doing is that he was uh, killing animals in the name of religion. And he was trying to get some 
what is called karma kandya. He's trying to do some rituals in such a way that he would get some materialistic benefit in the future, but it was driven by the greed to just eat an animal. And he just put some religious religiosity over it. So, oh yeah, it's okay, it's religious. I killed the animal, but I, I gave thanks. You know? And Narada Muni kind of uh, gave this whole analogy to deter him from that and kind of direct him towards cave. You were talking about religion. Let's actually get to the purpose of it. Get, get to the deep side, not, oh, I just want to eat a steak. They're for religion, you know. Actually, there's a famous avatar of the Lord. There are fam- 10 uh, famous, there's many, there's unlimited, just like waves on the ocean, Un- uncountable. But there are 10 famous dash avatar, lila avatars, of avatars where we get the word abaho. Aba means what? Abaho means? Down. Down. So, uh, Ada Mukha Shvanasana. What pose is that? The Downward dog. Downward dog, yes. Ada Mukha face Shvanasana. Shva means the dog. So, Avatar. When God comes down to this world. So, one incarnation. All of you know this name. You've heard him before. His name is Buddha. He was predicted this book and others like it long before he appeared because this is much older than the time of the Buddha so it says tato kolo samri te sumahaya sura drishtam buddha anjana sutaha kikiteshu babishati babishati means the future so it's a prediction of, of an avatar by the name of buddha the son of anjana in the province of gaya and it gives some description and then that's one verse there are other verses as well that give descriptions. There's even, like in Gujarat, there are statues of the Dash avatars, the ten avatars. And this is before the time of Buddha, but there's a statue of the Buddha before he appeared. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like we had like a, you know, we have a statue of Luis. It's from like 1935. He's there, he's got his space button-up shirt, he's got the hat. It's like from 1935, and we pull it out. You're like, whoa! Like, we take it out of the museum. It's pretty far out. So Buddha, same thing. He wanted to... Uh, first thing he did is he said, forget the religion, because you got it all wrong. I'm not going to even try to clarify your misunderstandings of it. Uh, just be nonviolent. And then Narada Muni, he's trying to give some clarification to what are the deeper purposes, instead of just telling him, don't do that. He's going a little deeper in this conversation. So he gives a story of a king, and he's just looking to enjoy. He's just traveling around. Find, and he finds this place that's it's so beautiful. And he sees this, he sees this, this beautiful young lady there. And, and she's followed by all these other uh, maidens. And uh, she has, uh, as her protector... A five-headed snake that's following her, and and the place is very peaceful. It's very beautiful, and he asks, "Who are you?" And she says, "Uh, "I don't really know who I am." And he flirts with her a little bit. He says all kinds of flirty things to her in the Bhagavatam, (laughs) and they, they both begin to like each other, and they become king and queen. And he's got this uh, 
builds this big city. And it's a city of nine gates. There are uh, seven um, terrestrial gates, and then there's two subterranean gates. Um, we had a laugh about this when we were first flying to India. As monks, there was a movie called The Ninth Gate that was on the on the uh, screen on, when we were on the plane. We didn't, we didn't watch it, we just laughed about it. Because the gate, the city of the body, is actually, is the analogy, the body, the city is the body. It's got one gate, two gates, three gates, fourth gate, fifth gate, sixth gate, you know, the ninth gate. <laughs> dun, dun. It was a horror movie, too. Dun, 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 the ninth gate. <laughs> and so we, we had a good laugh about that. Um, there are hundreds of different features to this analogy. I, I, um, like I said, it's been about 10 years since I've read thoroughly. I would like to go through it some other time and then maybe do a presentation. But just briefly, um, at one point the city is attacked by these Chandravega soldiers, these big powerful soldiers. There's 360 of them. Now the, the serpent... Five-headed serpent is related to our prana, life force. The five circulating the apana udana, the, uh, the different airs, that, the life force within the body. And that serpent is the protector of the queen, the mind. It says the king was following. The queen went, did this, the king followed. The queen did that, the king followed. The ki- queen did this, the king followed. The queen did that, the king followed. So basically we're all kind of impelled by our mind. You know, that's what commercials are for, to, to have your mind tell you what you did to do. In Sanskrit, there's something called a Goswami, which is a senses sensei, when you become the master of your senses, which the chief sense is the mind. Actually, in the chapter, it gives that analogy of the chariot. Your horses of this chariot are your senses. Smelling, hearing, touch, taste, feeling. Or, what did I miss? I said feeling and touching, the same thing. What else? Taste. Taste. Wait, touch, taste, smelling? Seeing. Hearing. Hearing. Seeing. Okay. So there's your five horses. Very strong. As soon as you see something you're attracted to, uh, then the, the, uh, the sense is just observed an object, but the mind is like the deciding factor. I like this. Cheesecake. So, you know. so the, the mind is the reins, the ropes that are connected to the horses, the reins. And the buddhi. Have you heard this word before? What does it sound like? It's Sanskrit, Buddha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a nasty booty verse in Bhagavad Gita. And there's all kinds of funny ones. Like, we're thinking of making a comic. I asked my friend to do it because I don't want to get in trouble. And, like, it's like some, some kids, and they're upstairs, and the mother hears some, like, curse word. And he's like, What are you saying, Ramananda? What are you saying? Priyatma? What was that? And then he says, oh, no, no. It's, it's actually, and he starts chanting. I'm not going to say the verse. because, 
But there's a, you could say, no, I'm just saying nectar of instruction, verse 5, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, and then she keeps on saying, wait, what was that? Yo, there's some yo mama, yo mama jamanad and cha. They're saying some yo mama jokes, and then kid come, mother, parents, what are you saying there? Oh, yo mama jamanad and cha, veti loka up. They're saying some Bhagavad Gita stuff, you know. Like, oh, that's good. That's nice, son. That's nice. <laughs> and then, yeah, at some point, the, yeah, it gets little skeptical about what the child is doing. So the mind is the manas, the mind is the uh, is the thing that says, I like this, I don't like this. And it pulls the intelligence. The, the reins are being, the mind is being pulled by the senses, the, the horses are being pulling the reins, and the reins are pulling the intelligence. So intelligence is like when you wake up in the morning, you hear a voice. You hear a voice that says, uh, you, when you hear your alarm clock, there's, uh, there's that kind of inner internal dialogue that says, one of them says, get up, you, you got things to do. And the other one says, oh man, just relax, you know, it's nice. That was a cool dream. Let's see if we can get back to that dream or, you know. So mind is seated in just the temporary enjoyment. Intelligence is kind of the steady factor. Whether you know whether it's uh, pleasurable or not, what is there's kind of a steady. Okay, your intelligence is having some idea idea of what what you are, who what what you need, but the intelligence can be also pulled by the mind. But if we're strong, if we have a strong, so the what is the intelligence in the analogy? Horses are the, the uh, senses. Reins are the mind. The charioteer. The driver. So what kind of driver do you want? Here, let me show you a picture of a monk. A monk uh, for the Jagannath Temple. Okay, so if you want... Uh, you got five horses. Would you want like a like a little tiny kid driving those five horses or would this guy be like <laughs> this is a, okay this is an actual priest at the Jagannath temple uh, he's the one that picks up the deity and this, he's, he's part of he's a descendant of the Shabaras so like thousands and thousands of years old he, his family's been worshipping this deity of Jagannath and he's also was Mr. India too. <laughs> so you want something like you want to have a strong intelligence. Have you ever done something that you regretted? Like what? <laughs> never happened. Never never have you? So what's the, what's what was telling you? The mind or the intelligence? Well, who was being the boss? The mind. The mind, you know. So you want this guy, say, intelligence, take control. You don't want a weak intelligence where uh, you, the impulses tell you what to do. Like, for example, so many people, they don't want to smoke cigarettes, but the intelligence in that regard is weak, and the mind is strong. Actually, Arjuna, when he was told to try to deal with the trouble of controlling the mind, he said, how can I do that? That's like trying to stop a tornado. It's like trying to stop the wind. How are you going to do that? Krishna says, yeah, it's, it's not easy, 
but it can be done uh, with with steady determination and a, and a suitable practice, something that's something that is effective. So, this these five uh, back to the the city, the prana, the snake, the was the guardian of the city, and the city was ta- attacked by three hundred sixty soldiers and 360 female soldiers 700 soldiers 720 soldiers and you guess what that is in the analogy day and night day and night so day and night the the king he wanted to enjoy the temporary but what comes along day and night so the females are the day or the night i think they're the nights yeah. the gandharvis or something it says and they're ball attacking you know? And so he wants to enjoy this temporary situation. Knowledge goes, it goes into the next life. Um, there's a concept that whatever consciousness you have at the time of death, you're going to get a situation that matches that. Like, um, say, um, all you want to do is be a big and buff, not for Krishna, just to be big and buff. You could be a gorilla. <laughs> Next slide, and you're like, oh, you can bench press a car as a gorilla, you know. It's like, <laughs> if you want to be a, a, horse. a horse, yeah. If you want to be a, a world class jumper, you could be a flea, kangaroo. kangaroo. Uh, if you want to surf the waves, you can be all kinds of fish. If you want to be, uh, um, think about so many different things that, that uh, desires that we may have that are. Better fulfilled in the animal kingdom. No training necessary. You're just able to do it immediately. And practically every uh, creature out there can defend itself better than a human. Like the the creatures don't take human kung fu, but we might take like monkey kung fu, tiger fist kung fu. They they already have it in, inside their like natural programming, and we we don't know how to very helpless without some training. And so, the, in his next life, because of, he's absorbed in this woman, he also he takes a body of a woman, just changes his next birth to have a form like his meditation. Actually, in our movement, we have a woman who remembers her life as a monk, a man. And she was, she's an Indian woman, but she remembers her life as a European Hare Krishna man. And she, she remembers the streets and the, 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 the way the city was set up. And she remembers like parts of the house that there used to be a window there that isn't there. It's been renovated. So she remembered very specific details. And the story was that there was a young uh, in the 1970s, there was a European Hare Krishna monk, and he got in a terrible car accident, and he died, and he had a crush on this one Indian girl, and so that was somehow there in his consciousness. So he carried his, he continued on his spiritual path, but his meditation was like, he, oh, that, what about that Indian girl? How will I ever marry her? And in his next life. He's born, but he's an Indian girl. And then he actually found out, she found out, found that same person. He actually, also in his next life, 
she looks like that girl. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They, they, they look very similar. They, 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 he, she found the girl that used to be the crush, and they look very, very similar. <laughs> so in, in Gita, Krishna says, Yam, yam, vapi, smaran, bhavan. That whatever absorption you have, you're going to get a body that suits that absorption. But in all bodies, you have these 720 soldiers that are attacking the, the, the form of time. So the story continues on. And at some point... All right, here you go. You want it? There you go. So basically, the story leads to that king finding their old friend. And I'll just read the verse. Apismarasi chatmanam avigyata sakam sake hitva mam padam avinchan bhoma bhogarotogataha. So the, the person who's hearing the story is like, what, who? In the beginning it says that there was a very dear friend that was, but it was unknown who that person was. It was kind of mysterious. And then that friend appears again later in the story. He says, My dear friend, even though you cannot immediately recognize me, can't you remember in the past you had a very intimate friend? Don't you remember? Like I remember when I read uh, Peter Pan. It was like, not, not like the... There's like a novel. I forget who the author was, but it's like a, it's not just like a little book with drawings. It was a nice novel of Peter Pan, very beautifully written. And it's 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 like that wonderful friend that you just play in the forest with and, and that you know, he's just a wonderful character. So you can't so even though you don't recognize me, can't you remember that you used to have a very intimate friend? Unfortunately, you gave up my company and have accepted a position as an, as an enjoyer of this material world. My dear gentle friend, both you and I are exactly like two swans. We live together in the same heart, which is like the Manasa Lake. Although we're living together for many thousands of years, we're still very far from our original home. My dear friend, you are now my very same friend. Since you left me, you've become more and more materialistic, not seeing me, 
You've traveled in different forms throughout this material world, which was created by some person. That city, there are five gardens, nine gates, one protector, three apartments, six families, five stories, five material elements, and one woman who's the lord of the house. There's like so many different features of this analogy. I'm Usually in analogies, it's like you just have five elements. There's like hundreds of elements. Uh, 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 it's so hard to even keep track of all of them. But so this dear friend, um, there, there, there was uh, some years ago, many years ago, there was a man who went to India uh, for some business, a, a, a Caucasian man. He wasn't like a, wasn't from the area. And he went to, do, went to India for some business and he contracted some disease. And he got really sick to the point that he, uh, he was, they found him at a train station with complete amnesia. He didn't know who he was, who, who, who he, you know, who his family was, who, where is he from, what's his name. And so they were able to eventually identify him in the hospital. They, they found his wife and his children. And they brought his wife and said, this is your, this is your wife here. And he's like, I don't know. These are your children. So I, I don't know. And so they, what they do with somebody in that situation is that they, they help bring back like they try to help that person have, recall, have memories by pictures and stories and things like that. So in the same way, we have a. Very intimate friend that we have forgotten. But we're like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) But if we spend some time investigating that person, we'll find, wait a minute, there's something there. I feel like I had an intimate friend. I don't know who that is. And so with that, uh, the stories of the person, previous experiences, then person begins to remember, oh, wait a minute, yeah, I, I do remember, we, we went to the, the beach. Or I remember we went and, you know, we had this traumatic experience, we went to the hospital one day when our son fell out of a tree and he broke his elbow, and you know, things start to come back. <coughs> and they're able to reconnect that relationship so the Vedas describe that this material world is a place for souls who don't want to love God, who want to chase after the temporary. But love facilitates that there has to be a choice. Like you can't, if, if the spiritual world is a place of love, then there has to be a place to go when you don't want to love. 
Otherwise, what, how is it a choice? How is there, what are the options? So the kingdom of God has to have a way out if there's really love there. So those souls who want to enjoy separately, the Lord creates a whole illusion, a real, it's matter, there's real energy, but it's not a real situation. And it's always, it's not eternal. It's ever-changing constantly. And he creates this whole material world. And he resides with the soul in each body. He's there with, like he's like, My dear gentle friend, both of you and I are exactly like two swans. We live together in the same heart, which is like the manasa lake. So the manasa is also the word for mind. So within the heart, which is also uh, the word heart in, in the Sanskrit Vedic tradition, is also refers to the mind. And the mind is not I'm talking about the brain, but the, 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 there's the, the heart where the soul resides. And so in that, uh, at that location is the super soul, the Lord within the heart. He's right there. So, for example, if you ever did something wrong to somebody, there's that internal voice in your heart that says, hey, man, that's not cool. And you're like, ah. And, like, and it's trying to reach out, but we generally like sometimes listen, sometimes ignore in this way. So that... Lord of the heart. So the, he is there in all beings and he's facilitating our desires. Hey, you want to be a gorilla? I'll facilitate it. You, you want to, you like this girl? You want to like, you're absorbed in this girl? Now you can be that girl. <laughs> you're absorbed in this guy? Now you can be that guy. You change your body from one life to another. Um, the living entities and other lower species of life, they get this direction Completely. You know, animals don't act outside of their natural situation. They just act according. We're humans. We're given some leeway to not be completely controlled. We can make our own decisions. But then we get karma. We get, re, we get res, reactions and results of our activities because we have res, some responsibility. But the way the activities are, uh, the way the results and everything are played out, that's all happening by the sanctioner. He is making it happen. Like, I may want to fly, and if I don't have the credit, I'm not going to just start flying. Or, uh, um, here's a simple example of how our karma may play out in our next life. You may want to fly to Chicago. So, depending on your credit limit, it could be Spirit Airlines, or you could have a private jet. Depends on your, your credit limit. So credit limit is your karma, the, the results of your deeds, and your the karma is your desire, what you want. And so a person may want to play music, and they may have lots of good karma. The, the, the desire to play music uh, may be manifested in a very grand way that they're able to compose symphonies at the age of four. Like uh, Mozart was able to compose symphonies at the age of four. He's carrying that from a past life. It's not this like, random. It's past desire that has been probably for many lifetimes a desire that is cultivated, a very intense desire that's been cultivated to the point, uh, for example, our founder said, Ravi Shankar, who was the world's best sitar player, said he's been doing it for seven lifetimes. Now he became the world's best. 
What's a, you know, it's a, so living entity is taking birth in all these different situations. But he came here to, because specifically he wanted to enjoy separately. It, it, the example that's given in the Hito Pradesh uh, is a story called the uh, Indriya Urdvandriya. Urdva, uh, no, the Udara Indriyanam. Udara Indriyanam. Udara means belly, and Indriya means your senses. So just imagine your hands grew a brain. So let's put add a little brain to your hand. Bloop. Bloop. You got there? It's a little one. And so they communicate amongst each other. Everybody's afraid of like the AI. So their hands are, oh, they start, <laughs> start, start. Uh, and they decide, like the AI, let's go against the rest. <laughs> hands like, why are we just working for the stomach? And the, this we're slaving away. We could take the food and enjoy on our own. And so tonight we have some uh, baked ziti from the restaurant. I don't know if we have the garanga potatoes, but just imagine you had some nice, uh, like a nice uh, potato, maybe like mashed potatoes and gravy or something. And so hands, like you go to eat it, but your hands, like they don't actually volunteer that food to your mouth to enter your stomach. They take it and like, yeah. Start rubbing out themselves. Oh yes, this is nice. <laughs> um, but give it a week. How did those hands feel? Not satisfied. They they're not getting any nourishment because they're they're not realizing they're part of something greater. So similarly, the soul is part of something greater. It's part of the supreme soul, part of Krishna. So when the soul and voluntary engages in loving connection, loving service to God. Then he feels satisfied. Separate from that, it's just a little nice, but it doesn't get the job done. So a living entity is allowed to do that for billions of lifetimes. He's not forced to love God, because then it would be a love to the gun to the head. No. Krishna's facilitating. Even he, whatever you desire. You want to be a criminal? You know, maybe your karma is you be a small criminal. Maybe your karma is that you get caught. Maybe your karma is that you get away. And you get to get, you know. But then, now after you, you took that, that what, you know, you, you won, you got some, your good karma to steal something and get away with it. But then the next life, you're getting the reaction of the bad karma for doing stealing and all that stuff. Or maybe later in life. So, um, happy birthday oh my god this is like our birth is like we left God <laughs> this is not so like not so wonderful like we left the spiritual world and then birth means you signed up for death so we should all sing happy death day to you happy death day to you happy death day to you yeah, so wherever there's birth, there is death. So you sign up for birthday, you sign up for death day. Uh, and so the wise one knows all these soldiers are attacking. I just remember we were on a, we'd go to L.A. Rathiatra to see this guy every year. And, and, yeah, see Jagannath and get to see. And then um, we were with this monk from... Um, Austria, 
and it's a 16 hour drive but it's much nobody would do a 16 hour drive in Texas because it's not fun but from Oregon to California that's fun you know go swim in the rivers and the beach and all the way so you sleep at like a rest stop you sleep on top of a bench or something so my friend he was sleeping and then the sprinklers come out and he's like what's that talking what's that talking because he's from Austria (laughs) he didn't know what it was he just what is it talking (laughs) So here's a nice uh, death day card. You know? <laughs> yeah. Happy death day, everyone. So how would we contrast that to Krishna's birth? So in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 4, Krishna describes how he originally spoke Bhagavad Gita to the personality who uh, is behind the sun, the sun god. Now, sun, how old's the sun? Billions. Billions, yeah. According to the, the Srimad Bhagavatam, billions of years old. Also according to what most scientists believe. And then that person, he instructed it to, um, let's see, instructed to uh, Manu, who is the first, uh, there's described that there are beings that their job is to progenate planets. Po- populate. So you got you got your anti planet, and then you got to make some people there. So that's also like, how long ago was it before we had people on the planet? Long time ago. So, and then, uh, and then, then, then he said this was spoken to Ikshvaku, which was a line, a king in the line of the dynasty of Ramachandra, which is a long, long time ago as well. And so Arjuna, he's hearing this, and Arjuna likes to make things very clear. He, he asks very clarifying questions. Uh, Krishna says this was, this, this, Knowledge was passed down, teacher to student. And if you don't pass down knowledge, teacher to student, teacher to student, it becomes lost. Like, how do you learn Taekwondo? Can you, can you do it from a textbook? It has to be passed down in a living tradition. It's a living system of education. Ballet, Taekwondo, uh, acupuncture. I can get it from the book. It's got to be it's a living tradition. And so Arjuna says, wait a minute. Uh, you're like my cousin. We've been on this planet for like a hundred something years. But you're talking about millions of years ago. So explain that to me. Arjuna, they understand the Bhagavad Gita is a different spiritual dialogue. It's never, Krishna doesn't say, just believe in me. Otherwise, <laughs> thunderbolts are coming. No, he's, at 18 chapters of Bhagavad Gita, half of them start with a question, and the other one half start, the other half start with an implied question. The whole thing is, Arjuna, you know, Krishna gives an answer. Arjuna questions his answer, so it's it's very intelligent, intellectual. So Arjuna's asking, wait a minute, you, uh, the sun god is from like billions of years ago, and we're cousins, we're like a hundred years old, something, you know? Um, so Krishna says here, 
बहुमेय व्यतिथानि जन्मानानि तच्छवा तव चार्जन थान्यहम वेद सर्वानि न त्वम वेत परंतप मेनी मेनी बर्थ्स बोथ यू एंड आई हैव हैव्स आई कैन रिमेंबर ऑल ऑफ देम बट यू कैनॉट एंड सो यू बिगिन टू एक्सप्लेन व्हाई अजोपि सन अवायत्मा भूतानाम ईश्वरोपि सन प्रकृति स्वाम अधिष्ठाया संभवात्मी आत्मायया ईश्वर I still appear in this world by my own powers, my own potency. I don't become a person. I'm already a person. I don't become a man. Actually, humans look like me. But I don't have, my, my form is not made out of blood and all that. You know, you just peel the skin and you'll see it's not nice stuff. Mm-hmm. And he continues. यदा यदा हि धर्मस्य घनभवति भारत भूतनामतदा भूतनामदार्मस्य तदात्मनाम शिजामिहं परिचारय परिचनाय साधुनाम विनाशाय दुरुस्कृतम् धर्मसंसनार्थाय संभवामि युगे युगे So he says, whenever there's a rise of religion and a decline of spiritual practice, at uh, that time I descend this, myself to this world. to protect the saintly to get rid of the bad elements and wells to reestablish true spiritual principles i come to this world millennium after millennium janma karma ch me divyam evam yoveti tatvata so vikalpena chakva deham punar janma So janma means what? Birth. Karma means actions. Action. Janma karma cha me divyam. Me means? Me. Divyam means transcendental. My birth, my appearance in this world, even though I, as an actor appears on stage, I may put on a show of appearing as a being born as a child you can you have the whole krishna book has beautiful pastime of krishna appearing as a child first actually displayed a forearm form and then he became a baby but janma karma chamedim although my, uh, my my not although but my my birth and actions are outside of this world they're transcendental evam yoveti tatvata and one who knows this in tatvata in truth uh, doesn't have to take birth again So if you know my birth, you don't have to take birth. And so that's a little contrast between my birthday and Krishna's birthday. So so I'll stop here ask if there's some give some reflections, comments about Louis who's going to give something, tell us something. Um So if you know Krishna's birth, you won't 
birth. You won't take birth. And you'll go to his eternal abode. It's got to be Krishna conscious or God conscious. Bitaraga bhaya kroda. You get free from attachment, fear, anger. Get, get free from all those stuff. Then you can get really, uh, by spiritual life, and then you can get fully absorbed. And then, yeah, you don't have any business. And... I have a question. Yes. In chapter 1 of Bhagavad Gita, Chanakya said that women are not intelligent and thus they're not trustworthy. So, what is that about? Okay. So everybody heard this controversial question. <laughs> so, um, what does it mean, intelligence? Well, acting aptly, acting the way you have to act, being smart in situations, handling them very well. Okay, so the, in Sanskrit, the word buddhi means intelligence. And there's different ways to see this thing. But one of the main things is that the living entity in this world is attached to enjoy the temporary. Mm-hmm. And the, to be attached to enjoy the temporary is considered unintelligent. But for a person to be a mother, you have to be attached. If the mother gives birth to a child and she's like, Welcome to your death day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, happy death day, child. Goodbye. <laughs> then it, it, it is, uh, then it won't work out. Child won't be protected. And therefore, there is a biological kind of wiring to be more attached to the temporary. Um, most men nowadays are just as attached, so it's not really as seen as any distinction. Where in the past you would find men that have no, like become sages and have no attachment for home comforts. In general, you'll find, not in, not in general means in general, so it's not all across the board, but when it comes to people who are uh, seeking comforts and uh, having lots of nice facilities, it's going to be more women than men. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anything else? Yeah, did we sing you death day or birthday? Oh, uh, whatever you want to sing. <laughs> we can sing Hare Krishna, we can sing Happy Death Day, May You Never Take Birth Again. Uh, Not in this one. Maggie. So it's in regards to knowing of Krishna's birth and not having to, you know, be released from anger and whatnot. What does it mean to know, like only have to know, okay, this today's his birthday? And, <laughs> or, or what does that mean? Yeah, okay, it says, here's a purport. Uh, well, I'll just read it to you. The Lord's descent from his transcendental abode is already explained in the sixth verse. One who can understand the truth of the appearance of the personality of Godhead is already liberated from material bondage. And therefore, he returns to the kingdom of God immediately after quitting this present material body. 
Such liberation of a living entity from material bondage is not at all easy. Actually, I just remembered the famous response from Srila Prabhupada when he was asked about that question. He said, well, if you think you're a woman, you're less intelligent because you're not the body. If, if you think I'm a woman, then that's less intelligent because you're actually not your body. Okay. So if, I, if, if, if someone says, Toyotas have this flaw, and then I get upset, and someone says, wait a minute, you're not a Toyota. Oh, yeah, I guess I'm not a Toyota, so I don't have to deal with that. Um, and there's also other statements that it, that spiritual life is actually easier for a woman because she can get attached to Krishna. And so it can be also be uh, flipped. Because uh, the, the, it's not that we don't want to become attached. We, it's not that we want to become attached to Krishna. Being detached is not the goal. For, uh, here's an example. This drum, um, you can see... Um, this drum was dropped from a short distance, and you can see it's like a, so it's kind of drum you don't want to drop, otherwise it's going to break. So say Jagaranga Prabhu has a basketball in his hand, um, and I'm crazy, and I say, here, catch, and I throw the drum. What is Jagaranga going to do? I don't know if he's crazier than me. That's the problem. Let's find out. Chop the ball and cast the drum. You do two steps or one step? Just one step. You just go to grab the drum. You drop the ball. No, you just go for the drum. So bhakti is a one step. Uh, to deal with the problem of attachment. Not, whereas other forms of yoga, you become detached and get yourself properly situated in a very powerful, mindful state, like Ashtanga Yoga, where you can sit for days and weeks on meditation. And then you become attached to Paramatma in the heart. After you're fully detached, put the ball away, then you catch the drum. That's a little harder to do. The other aspect is as soon as you, as soon as he goes for this drum, he drops the ball. It is a byproduct of becoming connected to this. As soon as he reaches for this, the ball is dropped. The, 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 the things that we're wanting to be detached from become fall away by becoming attached so by becoming attached to Krishna. So the tendency of being attached can be a favorable tendency. It can be negative when it's directed towards material things, and it can be favorable when it's connected towards material thing, uh, spiritual things like Krishna. And therefore, in the Krishna book, there, there are some sages, or some, not sages, there are Brahmins, and they're doing a worship ceremony Worshipping God. And Krishna and his friends, Krishna's uh, friends, uh, want to eat the food that is being prepared. 
And so Krishna said, go, you got go ask them. And so they asked the priests, uh, can you bring some, can you make some nice, can we use that food for, you know, we got God here on earth walking around. Can we use a snack for him? And they're like, scram, get out of here. No, we're doing something like, they weren't attached. Even though they're so-called intellectual and, you know, serious about spiritual life, they didn't have real attachment. So the boys came back and they were a little upset. They said, go ask their wives. And immediately went to the wives. The wives were very happy. And they, they, they took their husbands, all the food that they prepared for their ceremony, and they gave it to Krishna and his friends. And then the husbands came back and they're like, uh, well, I guess, yeah, we, they started to realize their mistake and said, actually, you guys are much more elevated spiritualists than us. So attachment is an issue in spiritual life, but it's not, it's not an issue when it's directed towards the Supreme. Everybody get the example of the drone and the ball? Does it make sense? Yes. Okay. Can you elaborate on Maggie's question? Oh, okay. So we're there. Okay, this is a long purport. What was the question? You got no Krishna. So how, do, yeah, how do we know Krishna's birth? Okay, what does it say? Anything specific? I mean, if you know Krishna, if you're, if you're conscious of him, um, to some degree or another, you're on your way there. Maybe, you know, who, who, how, how long this, this school, how long will you be in that school of learning the, you know, getting rid of your bad qualities or uh, qualities that are uh, against your own devotion towards God. That may take some lifetimes, many lifetimes, millions of lifetimes, or maybe it's right there at the time of death. It's, it's not like a... So it's if we know the truth of Krishna's birth, not just of Krishna's birth? Is that what it is? Uh, Prabhupada said just, he also just said understanding yeah, the you know, truth of it, that yeah. Krishna's God. Yeah. Yeah, not just, yeah. no, he, it's his birthday in a month. Yeah. You have to understand. You have to understand the truth of it. You yeah. can't do just like, I know your birthday. I know Krishna's birthday. I know your birthday. It's on this day. Yay! I'm that free ticket. It's it's your consciousness must be there. Um, there was one person, where Lord Chaitanya, who's incarnation of Krishna, he told him, um, maybe Jagaranga can remember. He told him he's got. Um, He'll, he'll go back to the spiritual world after a million lifetimes. Who was that? Mukunda. And what, what, what was he given such a kind of negative... He thought, didn't he think of like a woman? Uh, he, was a, he was a monk that was... That was him? Yeah. Yeah. Did he? No, I think he would, he would mix with devotees and then dance in kirtan and the yeah, Krishna Supreme, and then he would also mingle with Mayavadis. Oh, yeah, yeah, say, that's... Oh, yeah, the impersonal energy Supreme. He was very neutral. I mean, very, like, liberal, who he associated with, so... So he was hanging out with people that say, there is no God, it's just all oneness, there is no person to love, there's no lost friend that you're connected. And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was upset, and he said, after a million births, go back to the spiritual world. 
And he was so excited. He's like, only a million births, yes! Oh my God! <laughs> so we, we should have that kind of enthusiasm. And, oh, just a million more, that's it. <laughs> He can come back. Yeah, he was upset with them, but he, he was he was just kind of like a, a, a spiritual drunk that he just kind of was so intoxicated was like he didn't see, okay, these guys are saying God doesn't exist. He just kind of didn't even pick up or notice that because he was just so immersed in his own meditation. I think we're all ready, though, for our, our dinner. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. Hare Krishna.